slightly different pod squad today. Well, you two are sort of regulars, aren't the you? The ever-present so, is here, and that's that's all that matters. Exactly. That is all that matters. Yeah, well, the you, guests that occur on, right? Yeah, who even are you? Well, it's a bit it's a bit like never mind the Buzzcocks, isn't it? We're having like a guest host every week, and then you two are like the regular team captains. I quite like it like this. George, we should take over. We should be the hosts. Why are we taking this? That's too much responsibility. For I me. think it's I think it's better being a team captain than a host. You haven't got any responsibility. All you've exactly got to do is that. show up yeah. and chat for twenty five minutes and then disappear again. Excuse me, we're the glue that holds us together. You really are. I'll get cancelled if I was the host. You'll you'll be pleased to know I'm off for the next two weeks as well. So when I come back, I'll be in my forties. That's rather depressing. That means once you turn forty, you can't be wearing caps backwards anymore. I think that's the rule. You bring cake to the office, more importantly. Calling her a caterpillar. I don't want to celebrate too early. I'm trying to stave it off as long as I can. All right, there's the small talk. Let's put the music here and talk about golf, shall we? Up. Oh, he's got notes this week. Well, of course, he? I make I make notes for every podcast. Or you can't just go into a podcast dry, can you? Well, we did it the last two weeks, and we had phenomenal feedback. So. Right, George, it was live golf, a live golf week. He had to check his notes to see it was live golf. This yeah, week. I was like, what, what what tournament was this week? <laughs> oh, come on, you watched it this week. I did. I Anyone watched that. Well, you're a fan um, now. No, I switched on for the last half an hour. Bit of a chaotic finish. I'm not sure if that was deliberate. This was one of the things we were talking about in terms of the um, the shotgun start with it all finishing uh, sort of uh, in a, a strange fashion. And that was sort of the case when you had like, plenty of golfers who were finished and then you had a few who, a, a couple who were in contention, like Lee Westwood, for example, uh, who were still playing and some had finished. It all seemed a bit odd. And I, I I'm wondering if that's deliberate. I'm wondering if they knew that was going to be the case. Like it was actually quite fun, I thought. And then obviously we went into the playoff and and DJ cans that ludicrous putt, which was basically degreening. Yeah, I mean, I've, the fact I don't everyone know. who's like bad putters is like playing well at the moment. Like West here with like a cheeky nine under. What's going on? Zalatoris, just never ending. Yeah, but no, rise, going back the rise to the, of the bad putters. <laughs> Sorry, George, go on. Yeah, no, I know. I it it was it did work well, didn't it, with the shotgun finish? I don't know. Like you say, it was quite chaotic because you had sort of four or five guys who were all in contention and all on different holes. But I don't know. I thought I just thought you know it was obviously different and it it did work well because it was like I don't know. Like I hadn't watched the golf all weekend. Like I was I only switched on like you for the last few hours. And you put it on and it's all pretty obvious that you're not you don't have to work too much out because it was like, oh, there's five holes to play and here's the leaderboard. And you're like, you don't have to worry about oh, who's finished and who's not, who's in the clubhouse. And then when it came down to it, it was, it was pretty exciting. Like um, and the fact that everyone was finishing on a hole that was like like a few. Obviously, a few of the guys were finishing on the on the par five. So it was like a really good birdie chance, even an eagle chance. But it was like Westwood was finishing on the par on the first, which was like a really difficult hole. So it was like we had all these different scenarios. Um, it wasn't like everyone was, you know, finishing on the last hole. So you know, it's like I said, I don't know if they meant that. And I think there's going to be times where it's really not going to work at all, is it? And there's going to be like someone's going to someone's going to be finishing on a 
pole that's like you know finishing on the fourth or whatever and there's going to be no crowd it's going to be like it's going to be really weird that's obviously going to happen but then there's going to be times where it pays off like yesterday and it ends up being a really exciting finish we sort of had this incident last night where um or sunday night sorry where it said at the top in the top corner where it says one hole to play and you're sort of trying to build the drama but then the commentators going oh yeah westwood's still got like two and a half holes left to play he's like almost <laughs> embarrassingly saying it. it was actually it was actually quite funny it was sort of in well it was intriguing really i think from an entertainment standpoint it's like absolutely bang on i mean look, take it is all, yeah. take all your feelings about live golf versus pga tour and all that now but let's look at it purely from an entertainment standpoint it did work i think it's a bit weird that everyone finished on a different hole like i was watching the lpga before i knew on that course it was like par four par five par five to finish so like you can look at people and where they are on the leaderboard and think, right, well, that person's in with that score, but actually that person's got two par fives to come. So you can kind of guess what score they're going to come in at. Whereas like with the whole situation, if you don't know the course well enough to know like the whole Westwood's finishing on is really hard and this and that, like I'm not sure how I feel about everyone having like a different closing hole because ultimately the order you play the hole in, like the course in really does affect like overall what happens on it because essentially on the last hole there's more pressure than there is on the first having like an easier hole at the end is massively affecting how you finish so like well, those, those, those i mean you, that's a very very good point and i think it plays to the fact that you have the, the this is where we almost have this traditionalist versus everyone else um argument isn't it because i would much in terms of a tournament that actually means something for example the lpga this weekend or the pga every other weekend or it actually 100 percent should finish like that and and this is why perhaps the, i'm starting to come around with the shotgun start because if live are going to position themselves as nothing but pure entertainment then absolutely it does work i mean it was ludicrous that uh lee westwood is like you know dj in this lot or on a on the par 5 18th and westwood's on this par 4 with this ludicrous uphill finish with a bunker like which no one it into and there's no one watching him i mean just from an end like from a chaos and an entertainment perspective like it absolutely works i mean that doesn't mean that i agree with everything that they stand for or uh, you know, I'm starting going to start turning into a live lover like George has. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a, a tournament should finish the way that Hannah is describing there. Absolutely. But it's just what we've been conditioned to, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? How many years? How It's all we've ever known, isn't it? So of course we're going to think like that. It's just different. People are like, don't, either they don't like different or they're not used to different or they think it's a bit weird. Like, We've just conditioned. We just conditioned all we've ever known watching golf is. No, that it's not because finish. what Hannah because what Hannah's saying is that the it, it it's changing the tournament for everyone. Like everyone is playing a different tournament. If you're finishing on different holes, you're playing a different golf course. You're playing a different tournament. But then that's that's like you say that's what that's what's what <clears> makes <throat> it fun. That's what makes it different. That's what gives it the entertainment. It's like what makes it ridiculous, but also makes it fun at the same time. So it, it is it is weird, but it's just what it is. The beauty of live golf. Apparently, it was very chaotic <laughs> before the playoff, wasn't it? I thought it, it was, was chaos. <laughs> I thought it was amazing that they literally had like half an hour. One, you'd think if it was a shotgun start, we could have got that playoff going a bit quicker. But two, they had literally half an hour to prep, and then it took the commentators three attempts to get Lahira's name right. And like, it wasn't <laughs> even like they were pronouncing it wrong. Like, they literally put Neiman's name on the end of his name at one point. I was like, what's going on? And Ferty had to come in and be like, guys, like. Come on. Did you, see, like, you see a guy, I've never seen, I mean, it was just 
summed up in one moment. But did you see DJ hit? Was it DJ hit a guy in the crowd? No, and they interviewed him. They interviewed him after he got hit, and he had a Trump <laughs> hat on. And he starts, he starts banging on. He's like, yeah, I mean, he was definitely planted. He was like, yeah, I just really want the PJ tour and live to sort this whole thing out. Like, oh, I've God. just been hit by a ball. My chest hurts. But here we are. And come on, guys, come together. Like, what the, weird, the stupid yeah. thing is he had a Trump hat on, but he had the most like opposite opinion to what Donald Trump would have in that Donald Trump has got no interest in live and the PGA tour sorting <laughs> it all out. He was like, he definitely was just planted. They didn't even get hit. Like, who is this guy? Just popped out of nowhere. It's like, this is live just summed up. Um, but I mean, the crowds, the crowds have definitely come along. I mean, it was pretty busy on the 18th, was it not? Yeah, but get, getting a tournament in Boston is always going to bring the crowds. Good one, that, was, yeah. that was a good move from Liv, to be fair. I feel like they've got to a point now where people didn't think they were going to get to it. Like, they've actually got a good field and stuff like that to the point where it's watchable from that sense. But they just need to... A few other things just need to be tidied up, don't they? Like, yeah. It's not quite there. I mean, it's, I mean, it's the team problem. thing that's at the minute is just the, the, still the one the that, team, A, it's confusing, and B, it's like... The team thing should be the best thing. And but it will come, like, I think, because... I feel like it's too hidden. Like, even on confusing. the leaderboard and stuff, it's so vague who's what. Like, why does each team not just have one very obvious colour or something instead of these, like, tiny logos <laughs> that you cannot see on a leaderboard? I still think they should play in their teams. So there's like the actual camaraderie of them being in that group and you like see what's happening because that's what they do on the Aramco and like it's so much better and you like actually understand what's happening. Whereas I think just having them scattered everywhere is really confusing. Yeah, I agree with that to a certain extent. I think that the team thing is something that they're still working out, isn't it? And I think actually this was going to be one of my questions was, is the team thing actually working now? And and I think next year, the difference will be that they will have the 48 players, which will remain the same for all of the events. Uh, So the teams will remain the same as well. So they won't be changing players. I mean, this is the worst thing about the team aspect, isn't it? Is they're chopping and changing the teams. And you're thinking, well, hang on a second. If if one team's had, say, uh, eight or nine players represent it over the course of the season of this season, like which four players go to the team championship and make that, absolute bucket load of cash at the end of the season so I think next year they need to get rid of the Mario Kart names they need to get sponsors in I'm really interested to see the team aspect next year because I think that is actually the one bit of it that could work it will get there won't it I mean it's still like such a just they're still in the pilot phase aren't they and they was almost needed to make it a bit gimmicky just to sort of I don't know get people talking do you know what I mean and it's sort of done that and then and then they'll end up polishing all that up and like you say I think the big one is when they get when they get sponsors in for teams and you have whatever it is, you know, team Adidas or whatever. And then I think to the casual, they're probably going to get more involved in that as well. Um, have that sort of F1 aspect. and People might just root for the teams instead. But yeah, once it's stable teams as well. I'm intrigued to see where, where, how that plays out. Because yeah, at the minute, I just can't. I'm, I'm enjoying watching the goal. And I think yesterday it was a stat leaderboard. But then with the team stuff, it's like, what is happening? A, what is happening? And B, why do I care about this? Dustin Johnson has made Pat Perez a lot of money this year. Made over two million dollars now, just from the just from the team. So you mentioned F1 there. Now the one bit that's come under a bit, bit of criticism is this this big ending that they have, this big showcase uh, podium where they're all on the DJ's got the champagne and he's spraying <laughs> it over everyone. They've got bright lights. The commentator, it's like a, it's like WWF, isn't it? Like the the or WWE as it is now. Um, Correct. 
yeah, the World Wildlife Fund have got nothing to do with this. Um, <laughs> they got the champagne, they got the loud music. The commentator is like screaming into his microphone as if the Undertaker's just come back for the first WrestleMania in ten years. It's all it's it's all a bit dramatic. What do you think of that? Do you think it's just pure entertainment, or do you think it's uh, actually a bit cringe? It's golf, but louder. Golf, but cringier. Uh, I mean, it's just they've just got to they're just playing on it, aren't they? They've sort of got to do all this. Although I actually admit that they cut the broadcast off, didn't they, before we got to all that podium stuff? Or was I wrong? Uh, I, I saw it on social media. I, I turned off after Dustin Johnson canned that ridiculous part because it was my bedtime. But no, I mean, it, yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. It maybe is a bit cringy, but that's the whole point, isn't it? It sort of fits with the rest of the. Uh, it does the fit brand. with it, yeah, and it's quite funny, especially like. Already, like we already just said about the team thing, the only team that sort of has an identity at the minute is probably the Justin Johnson team because they won three of the events and they're quite, they're quite, you know, they're they're sort of big name characters, aren't they? You've got, you know, you've got Dustin and Reed who are, well, they speak for themselves, don't they? And then, and then we've got Perez and Gooch who are just, you know, sort of quite funny characters, aren't they? So already you've got that team and then they're up on the podium. It's like, and stick a mic in front of them, they're probably going to say something quite funny. Um, so I think it does work, that part of it. I don't think, I mean, like, if they cut it off on the broadcast, I don't think people are really going to hang around to watch that part of it. But it's, it just adds to the whole circus element, doesn't it, a little bit? But do you not think they kind of just need to decide where they're standing? Because at one side, they're like pitching themselves as having loads of really good players and it being like proper tournaments and stuff. And then at one side, they're being like really like circusy. And it just feels like to me, they need to pick which one they're going to do and like run with it the whole time because it's kind of like you bet you get a bit confused watching it because you get pulled into these different narratives like all the time it's just like pick I don't think either's like right or wrong but just pick which you're trying to be and then like go with it well that's a really good point and that's that's what I was sort of alluding to earlier was that they, they they're the entertainment side of it is clearly working like regardless of what you think about um live golf and and who funds it and all that if you just watch it purely as entertainment i mean i'm very much of the belief that i can't really get on board with it because i like watching golf um that is competitive and has a point to it i'm not really interested in watching a bunch of guys who are already mega rich just making themselves mega richer mega richer or cut that out um so i'm not really i'm not really interested in that what i'm interested in is guys and girls going at it down the stretch when it actually means something now from a purely from an entertainment perspective if i'm just watching it like the way i'm watching a pre-season friendly in football or something it absolutely does work and i think it's i was going to ask this later on but i'm going to ask you now is it okay to like live now well we know where I stand on this. <laughs> you can't say that wasn't that wasn't enjoyable yesterday. It was entertaining, but that's it. That's that's all I can give it. I turned it on for about fifteen minutes, and it's all I could do. I couldn't. I, I was like, I was watching the scores, and I was like, right, I'm gonna have to turn it off. So I turned it on. I'm waiting for the playoffs. I didn't even get to DJ's put. I was like, this is just. But that's fine. It's not the kind of thing I want to watch. But that that doesn't matter. Like not everyone wants to watch the same thing as me. And I think we just have to accept like this. It's not it's not for traditionalist, is it? Exactly. Yeah. Like it's the whole thing is that they're trying to bring a different edge to golf and a different market. So the traditional golfer might not like it, and that's fine. But golf needs to expand to grow. So like, it's, I don't think it's about each individual liking it. It's about finding like 
a place in the market that it sits. Well, that's this this, this McElroy this McElroy Woods thing where they're bringing golf to stadiums and they're purpose-built stadiums to have these little mini golf tournaments. Now, that for me is on the same lines as Live without the sports watching. <laughs> but um, it's for me that's obviously not. That's just not golf. I will turn on for that in the same way that I turn on for live in the, oh, I've got half an hour. I just, I'm curious. It's purely entertainment. And I think, but even the people, even the people that still refuse to like it or they are just like traditionists, blah, 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 whatever. Like this is, all this is doing is enriching the whole product. And it's making, if you like, if you, if you only like the purest golf or you only like the PJ Tour, like all this is doing is it's, it's still making that probably look better, isn't it? It's it's doing a job in in every aspect. Like it's it's just making the whole product better because it's it's strengthening the other side and and then there's this side and then there's loads of different angles. Like it, you've, I think you've just got to look at it. But you know, I'm not okay. I'm not going to go down. Oh, it's growing the game. Blah blah blah. All that right. But like it is bringing a spotlight to golf and it is making the whole product of golf better because it's either making the purest look more pure and like making that product look better. And then you've got this new angle coming in as well. And then obviously the PJ tour and like are going to ha- having to add all these new ideas. So just the whole thing, the whole product of golf is just, is only getting better because of what's happening now. I disagree with you because I, as a fan can now not watch all the best golfs in the world together at once. Like I have to watch multiple events in multiple different styles of golf at multiple different times. But that's this, how every other sport works. the only time you're going to see it. That's how every other sport work, operates. Yeah, but it's Isn't never it? how... It doesn't never mean it's right, though, does it? Like, never how it's bo- golf. Like, box, boxing has two big governing bodies. Darts has two big governing bodies. They're all separate. If you want to watch the best... Like, the, the best players from one darts governing body aren't going to play against the best darts players from the other. And that's what Hannah's saying is that you want you want the DJs and the Patrick Reeds and the Wacky Neemans of the world playing against the Rory McIlroys and the Justin Thomases. That's why they've got to play the majors and it needs to get sorted out. Because how good is it going to be if you have all these different products and then they can all play in the majors? It's just going to make the majors look when they all come together for the majors. It's going to they're going to be even bigger now. Like, that's what I want to see, to be honest. Like I'm I don't I don't like, think they'll ban for what it's worth, I don't think they'll ban I don't think the majors will get involved. I think the majors will just yeah. say, We want the best players in the world, this is our qualification process, you guys. Well it'll be the, well, the, the, the yeah, I, I agree and, and the, the obstacle is just gonna be the world rankings, isn't it? More than anything, not not actually the bodies. I they're not gonna have to gonna step in massive, are massively struggle to get world ranking. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like that does it not is it not make the majors so much more exciting now that you're gonna have you could in theory have all the guys that have drifted that have you know the defectors and then you've got obviously now all the friction building between the tours and then suddenly they're all coming together for the majors like already it's the majors like I don't know because I feel like every major now it's just like rather than people covering the major it's everyone being like oh what's going to happen with the live and these players like it almost detracts from the actual (laughs) Like it does until until the golf starts. I think that was go, that was always going to happen this year though, wasn't it? Because it's the first but, year of live. I think once once that happens, uh, and we're talking the the biggest player, the the best names that play for live, uh, will all be exempt. Like Cameron Smith is exempt in the majors until twenty seven. DJ's exempt for years. 
Patrick Reed's probably got some exemptions left. I, I need to look at the numbers, but the, the best players that play for Live will all play the majors through their exemptions. So world ranking isn't a problem for them. Anyway, Patrick Reed's going to be touring the world with uh, the Asian tour, so he's all right. He wants the golf starts. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. You do want the major to be purely the focus to be on the golf. But I mean, we saw it at the US Open this year, wasn't it? That whole week before the golf side, all the talk was just live, wasn't it? It was all the all the all that anyone was asking. It was all anyone was talking about. And then once the golf started, it just becomes strictly golf again, didn't it? Well, that's it. That's interesting you say that actually, because after Cam, I mean, we were all there when Cam Smith won, and Phil Casey, quite rightly as a journalist getting the news, asked Cam Smith, "Are you going to live golf?" And he, well, his answer was sort of designed to belittle Casey in a way and embarrass him and the reality is he could have just gone I'm not talking about it don't know he, he could have just dismissed it he instead, just said no he, he said yeah instead he embarrassed it and then you know a few weeks later after going through the FedEx Cup process he shows up in Boston for live golf so uh, that just for me uh, as someone who has been a Cam Smith fan for a long time. That was that, that was very disappointing. It sort of seemed like a very unnecessary way to behave. But that was his own doing, though, wasn't it? It wasn't. Remember, like... Alex, if he's going anywhere, he'll come from him first. It will come from him first. Not. He's an honest guy. He's an honest guy. He's an honest guy with the worst facial hair on the planet. I'm glad that's uh, that narrative's being pushed forward now. I think said that last. He showed time. up though. He showed up. And so did Neiman. The big, the big name, the big new signings all showed up. And I, I'm not having this Neiman quote from afterwards where he just uh, why this is a, this is another one <laughs> of those things where you're, where you're talking about this this stuff and it's they've got these journalists who are play, you're talking about the guy in the crowd who was potentially planted. They've got the journalists who are, uh, the live golf editor the guy calls himself I can't remember his real name. He's just a shill basically, isn't he? And he, he comes in and Neiman comes out and says, oh, it's by far the best experience. It's like, dude, you played in a load of majors. You've won. In the, on the PGA Tour at Riviera of all places, and you're coming out here and saying that a few drunk Boston Trump fans are the best experience you've ever had in golf. He played in the Masters with Tiger. He was paired with Tiger in the Masters, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, this is the best experience I've had on a golf course." Twatting a twatting a uh, Trump fan with a golf ball was much better. I mean, I don't know why they do. I mean, they're obviously fed these lines, aren't they? They are. It's the same of all the nonsense yeah, they, they, get, they gave for joining, but. And, but don't know why they still say it. Like, do they have to? Is there re- are they really obliged to 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 say? I mean, they're, they're getting paid so much to say anything, when they probably. But, but do they really have to do I've that? I've heard George say something negative about Liv. Now, are, are we fully <laughs> convinced he wasn't planted? <laughs> is this what's happened? Liv have planted George at NCG. <laughs> <laughs> I quite, oh, no. I, to be honest with you, I quite like that we have. Um, I, I I like that George likes live. Could have worded that better, but I I I like that because it obviously provides balance when we're discussing it. It provides balance when um, we're presenting our content. Now, look, I, my biggest worry with all this is that we're saying, oh, live's actually quite entertaining. Like it was actually really good fun watching it the other night. And I and my concern is that is to be serious for ten seconds. That is detracting from the biggest criticism, which is just a sports washing project for a country with horrific human rights trying to replenish their international reputation. And that for me, I I just cannot move a tape. All the other stuff, fine, but you you can't move away from that at all, unfortunately. I I think it's just a 
not a very good <laughs> like situation to be in because I everyone pitches it as people being really harsh unnecessarily towards Liv but I think it's really hard to forget about that link and as much as people say oh well you watch the PGA tour and they're sponsored by so-and-so who does this who does this blah 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 like I'm not sure it's exactly the same. Yeah, no, you can't start throwing out what about isn't is at it, but I don't know. I just I just try and watch it as, as a golf. Like you say, you maybe you should maybe you, maybe you should uh, always remember that and you should shouldn't forget it. But I don't know. It does feel like hypocritical as a woman because like you're watching a Ramco and I'm thinking like, well, this is like actually like women's golf literally is surviving on this, and it's funded by the same people. And then you're watching Live and you don't really like it for that reason. But then also. <laughs> As a woman, you look at how they treat women in their country and you just think, well, why would I want to support this? It's a very difficult position to be in, isn't it? Yeah. Especially as a LET, LPGA fan, as we all are. But then as soon as you say something along those lines on social media, you're like, oh, God, just delete your account. It's not worth it. <laughs> look, I, look I, I, I put out, we'll, we'll get to the short stuff in a bit, but last night or Sunday night, I put out a throwaway joke about okay, now I understand why shorts are banned on, on the PGA Tour and it was a picture of Lee Westwood in his in his sky blue shorts and his and his mid socks. It was the socks, wasn't it? And it was just, honestly, I just, it was just a throwaway comment and I woke up this morning to uh, like hundreds and hundreds of tweets because American golf Twitter had got hold of it, live golf Twitter had got hold of it, Trump Twitter had got hold of it. It was just people, I mean, guys, it's, I, I feel like I should just end every tweet that I write with, it's just a joke. But it's absolutely astonishing the, the way this has uh, fractured the, the golf world. And, and look, I'm I like I said before, I can't move away from the fact that this is a sports washing project as an entertainment product. It works, but I'll never be able to get behind it for the other reasons. And I will always I'm not a PGA Tour fanboy by any. I, th- I think the PGA Tour gets a lot of things wrong. Um, I think it gets a lot of things right, but that will always be where my loyalties lie with the PGA, the LPGA, the LET and the and the European DP World Tour. So I think that's why I find Live hard to watch off the back of that as well. Like as much as it's like I like watching traditional golf because that's why I play like competitively and I've always watched. Like at least in Aramco, you can kind of get behind the team thing because it's like. Like, literally, if they didn't have that funding, the LET was probably going under. Like, it was at that point, wasn't it, where every schedule for, like, the last three years had got smaller, like, the money was getting worse. And, like, you can see it when they're winning that money for that team stuff, like, it means something, because it means, basically, they can fund the rest of their season. (laughs) But then you watch people just win these ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, what was DJ's caddy's, like, celebration all about? It was literally running around the green. I was thinking, you've literally won, like, multiple majors. Like, what What are you doing? Have you not seen how much the caddies are getting paid? Ugh, just, I don't get it. So where do you think you're going to stand, Hannah, with, um, I mean, it's sort of hypothetical at this minute, but if, when, if, I say probably when more than if, actually, you know, Live Women's League comes in. I know. I know. And, and and I guess it's one of It'll them. Horrible. I don't think you'll know until it happens, will you? How you'll probably feel towards it, or how invested you'll get in it, or or you at know least that feel to watch some women's golf then. <laughs> I'm just speculating. LPG have said they'll talk to them, though, aren't they? But will it be any different? Will it be any different to how we feel about live golf? It'll just be women instead of. But that's what I'm saying. From all some, the, some all of the, Hannah, 
who wants to be, you know, obviously wants to see women rightfully get the pay they deserve and wants to see more of a limelight on them. And you just want to watch the best women golfers probably, don't you, more than, well, you know, as much as yeah, the best men golfers. So where, where, but they're talking, about, they're talking about the best players in the world, like Nelly Corder, Jessica Corder, Lexi Thompson. They're not struggling for money, are they? They're all multimillionaires. Yeah. They're all fine. It's not going to be them that are getting But then, again, it's going to be the, it's going to be the same principle. It's going to be mega rich golfers getting mega richer. I keep saying. And it's going to be annoying because I can't watch all the golfers that I want to watch at the same time in the same place. It's yeah, same and that w- and it will dilute the LPGA product so, Mu- much more than it LP- dilutes PGA. LPGA oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because like I was thinking about this, like how many people like that finished in the top thirty of the PGA tour this year have like been on tour that long? Like I think of some of the big names this year, like. The Gala, Zalatoris, stuff like that. We didn't even know who they were like two and a half years ago. And now they're like some of the biggest names on tour. So like actually like the PJ Tour is very well placed to like fill those spots they've gone. Like look at the corn ferry stuff we were watching yesterday. Like, did you see did you see the guy on Friday who drove the last par four? Ridiculous yeah, insane, wasn't it? It was absolutely ridiculous. He drives Did he make the Eagle, by the way? Did he make the putt? Because he needed no. an eagle. To no, he didn't make it. Oh. He didn't make it. Um, <laughs> Not sure why I didn't follow up on that. I just saw his drive and I got so excited I just left it there. Brian Matthews, he has faster clubhead speed than Bryson. That's ridiculous. He drove it on 370 par four. It was literally all carry over water. It was so funny because he hit it and he was just stood there. like Everyone was just stood watching it for like 10 minutes while it cruised through the air. <laughs> but like... <laughs> There's so much space to fill up that tour and it's just not the same in the women's game because just not enough people get to that point where they can keep affording to play for long enough. So there's a smaller pool to pick from. So I think it's going to be an even bigger issue if they did do a women's live because you're literally like just absolutely taking apart the tour and where where's that going to come from? Well, that's what that's sort of where I was getting to. So when I, I watch PJ Tour, I watch LPJ Tour, I watch... DP World Tour, I don't care. Like for me, competitive golf is competitive golf and I enjoy watching it. Now, am I more inclined to turn on if, say, for example, like the Canadian Open earlier this year when Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy are going at it down the stretch? Like versus, you know, I'm not gonna say two names because it's disrespectful to them, but say the world number sixty odd and the world number seventy odd are going at it down at the at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Again, no disrespect to the tournament or the players, but that's not gonna get me if I'm sort of deciding what to watch or what to do on a Sunday evening, that's not gonna get me turning on. Rory McElroy and Justin Thomas going at it uh, shot for shot on a good golf course in a good tournament absolutely is. If Liv does bring a women's event in and they start diluting, taking all the best players in the world, I mean that is a that is a major part why people watch the LPGA is because they love watching the Lexis and the Corders and the Lydia Coes going yeah. at it. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you'd run out of women golfers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his notes are for. Hang on, Lydia Co. Yes, okay, <laughs> Laura Davies. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's that's. I don't want to take away from the point, but that is that is why we watch it. But uh, Hannah is absolutely bang on. You know, you, uh, just to take the PGA Tour for every Rory McIlroy, you've got a Jordan Spieth, you've got a Justin Thomas, you've got a Scotty you know, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, again, like Hannah was saying, we nobody knew who Scotty Scheffler was like, eighteen months ago, or whatever, and now he's the world number one and a Masters champion. Uh, and then you've got the next set after that who haven't yet won a major who were all expecting to win a major the Chauflays the Hovlands Sam Burns the Zalatoris as Hannah said perhaps the LPGA 
isn't afforded that luxury for the reasons that Hannah pointed out. So that would make it a very different prospect altogether, I think. Anyway, if this doesn't all end up with Live Golf versus the rest of the world in a Ryder Cup style tournament, oh, then so what is the point? It's so needed. I said, when's Liv going to start doing like their own Ryder Cup? Sure, they have like teams playing off against each other or something. Well, I guarantee, because everyone, because everyone has called for a mixed Ryder Cup Solheim style event, I guarantee if the Liv women's thing t- gets off the ground, they will do that. That will happen. Not necessarily because they think it's the right thing to do, but because so many people call for it. Like it's the same with the shorts thing. Every time, hard, every time they? people kick off on social media about something, Live Golf seem to be doing it. So they're quite smart on that front. And they're not done. Like I, you know, you because you, you, you know that shorts thing was in the running from the beginning. They're just like, do you know what I mean? They're like drip feeding these changes, and I bet they've got more things lined up that are just probably bonkers. But a lot of people are asking for a lot of people that's been suggested by another side, like. There's obviously they're going to keep doing stuff like this, aren't they? I don't think this is the end of it, that they're going to keep enforcing changes or new new rules or God knows what it will be. But the product is going to continue to evolve and it's going to just be more and more things, I think. I should for, for all of my uh, joke mocking of Lee Westwood, I have to say it was refreshing to watch. I quite liked that some players just kept trousers on. They were like, what? Like Cam Smith was like, no. <laughs> Also, it's hilarious how the commentators were making such a big deal of it. Like, who was it? Someone was coming down the last his shorts. The commentator was like, "It's been so great for players like this because now they're they're able to move more freely and like <laughs> they can their legs can breathe or something." I was like, "That is not a thing. <laughs> that is not a thing." I thought Matt Wolf looked good. He had his uh like grey shorts on, which actually fit him uh with ankle socks and the black mm, Nike shoes. Black, nah, you, you shouldn't be allowed to wear shorts if you're then gonna wear black shoes. But I think the grey shorts and the black shoes worked okay. When then you get to Phil Mickelson who's wearing black shorts and black <laughs> shoes. And but the thing is he's wearing he's obviously wearing like proper golf shoes as well. Like when when you've got Matt Wolf in his like trainer style Nikes, it's, it sort yeah. of works. But when you've got Phil Mickelson in golf shorts, which are uh, straight leg, and then the black shoes, it's just not for me. Yeah, there's some very questionable work. looks, weren't it there? Just, it, they all just look like my dad playing golf. Uh, there should be an age limit on the shorts, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it. <laughs> just, like, if, you're, if you're over 40, you cannot wear shorts. Yeah. On the beach. I like that. Okay, I'm all, I'm all for that. Oh, God, Alex, you're getting close to the line <laughs> oh, oh, so, oh god i've got two weeks left of wearing shorts and playing golf anyway let's move away from live for five let's have five minutes on non-live stuff for, for all the uh listeners who don't care about live yeah even i want to move on from live to be fair <laughs> got wentworth this week the big one although i'm going to talk about Liv wentworth now and i'll just say we're inevitably going to talk about the fact that live golfers are playing kime was pulled out because he feels sad that Everyone hates live golfers. Was Kyle got... this week in Boston? He was. I'm um, so not with. It was it was Stenson that pulled Stenson pulled out because he had vertigo. Yeah, he had a. Oh, because he had too much money. I didn't want to get any more this week. He had vertigo because they delivered his uh, prize funds to his house and he was just sat on the top of massive pile of money and he got scared. Well, like the breaking bag guy. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get back down? Too much dead. Just Scrooge McDuck <laughs> diving into his cash. So. Wentworth, yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because obviously we've got a few live guys showing up. Your club mate Ian Porter's showing up. Westwood's going to be there. Uh, uh, Kymer's not going to be there. McDowell's going to be there. Gooch is going to be there, I believe. He's in the field. Patrick Reed. Uh, Reed, Patrick Reed's showing up. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Do you think that yeah. Paul McGinley had some interesting things to say? Do you think that 
these guys will be welcomed by the the rest of the European Tour players. I think it'll I think, be a bit of a split, won't it? Potentially, but we had the same situation at the Open, didn't we? I know things have escalated quite a bit from then, um, and obviously you've had the the court case that's been filed. But I think when it gets to, I think perhaps it's being made a bigger deal than it is in terms of the players' perspective. You know, I know we had the ringleader Rory come out and say that it was going to be hard for them to stomach and. And perhaps for a lot of the players it will be. But then when I think when it actually comes down to it, they're all professional guys and, you know, they're obviously going to be grouped together, aren't they, in a lot of cases. And I don't think you're going to see much um, friction there when it actually gets to it. Rory says that, Porter says the things he says, but Rory and Porter are friends. Like if if, if they're sat in the locker room at Wentworth together, Rory isn't just going to... Can you imagine Porter just walking into the locker room and then Porter just... uh, Sorry, McElroy just stares at his shoes. He's like... Just get be, something like shoulder him as he it'll, walks out. It will be like the players uh, where they're getting food. Like <laughs> gets up, grabs his plate, and walks off. Like I'm not sitting next to you. Puts, it, puts his AirPods in. And all the lift guys are going to be sat in the corner, like playing music with their caps on and their shorts. And then you're going to have all the orderly DP World Tour members having their food in the other corner. I can see it now. Who was it? Was it Castagno came out and said, you don't speak for us. Like we're well, I'm I'm happy to welcome the live players back, probably because Castagno wants a place on the live tour. And then uh, Lorenzo Vera, who's been very outspoken on the subject, said, you know, he agreed with McGinley and said, thank you for, for sharing this. You know, he's not happy that the live players are playing DP World Tour. So, there is a fraction there. If you play on the DP World Tour and someone's decided to go get paid somewhere else and like a considerable lot of money and they're a big name player from your tour who is essentially potentially taking away sponsorship and stuff like that, which could affect your livelihood long term because people have got to fund somewhere. So like if you're a company, are you going to pay to fund Team and Live or are you going to pay to fund European Tour? Are you going to fund European Tour if there's less events because there's less funding or there's not big name players there? And then on top of that, they're being sued by these people who who have gone to a different tour. Like, do you want them to come play golf with you? And do you want them coming and taking money from your tour when you know they're getting hundreds of millions somewhere else? Like, why do they need to be there? Like, they're taking away an opportunity of someone else to play that event. Well, it's just not fair, is it, as well? You've got so many... Uh... Um, of these sort of random DP World Tour events happening throughout the year and you've got these guys grinding away and I mean just look what it means when how many how many times in, in the last few months have we seen someone win on the DP World Tour you've seen what it means to them you've seen the pure emotion like and they're there grinding away on this tour and then you've finally got now the flagship event on the DP World Tour the one that offers the most eyes on it the one that offers the most money on it the one you know that's got the biggest field like everyone wants to be there and then there's these poor guys that have been grinding away on that tour all year and now they can't play because there's these 20 guys coming in like it is just ridiculous isn't it and i'd really feel for the guys that lost a place because of that like it's just that's not fair is it no and it's even worse because we're like coming down the stretch to when people are gonna gain and are losing tour cards so like Someone getting into that field or not could affect if they keep the card this year because that's a massive money event. And if they do something good, it could go from, you know, not keeping it to getting your card for next season. So I think, like, as much as we say, yeah, like, people are, they're obviously not going to start, like, fist fighting on the greens, are they? But I, I just think there's not going to be a lot of 
I think I'd be pissed off if I was a hero oh, yeah. top member. Like that hasn't been discussed yet. It's the trickle down effect, which is we're talking about live golf. We're talking about I'm going to say it again, mega rich golfers getting mega richer. But the trickle down effect that them going to play at Wentworth is the players who are struggling to make ends meet, and like Hannes very rightly says, could be career changing opportunities are not happening. It's a tremendous shame. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I fully I agree. I think, I th- I think if, if you've gone to, if you've signed for Live Golf, you should just go and play Live Golf, and that should just be it. I don't but understand it's, the it's desire the... to go. I mean, Kaima Kaima got it right because he was saying, well. You know, I've got. I'm not. Why would I go? And why would I? You know, there's clearly this friction that, that we're not welcome here, so I'm not going to go. Fair enough. I don't get the desire. Like people like Poulter, is it? It can't. It's not just rankings, is it? Like why does he? Why is he so desperate to come back and play? What's 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 like? I don't understand it. Why are they so desperate to go and play in in, in these events? Like what? You've gone to live. Fair enough. Just just stay there. I don't understand why they're so desperate to then go and even just like. Like even the guys on the PGA Tour lawsuit, like why? Why are you so desperate? I don't understand why. I feel like it's just like a typical thing. They just think like, well, I'm good, so I deserve to do what I want. Like, this. Yeah, so. they generally think like they've been wronged or they deserve to play on, still deserve to play. I don't, and I get it that there's always that fluidity, isn't there, between tours? And I and I, and I think like McGinley came out with a stupid analogy, didn't he? He was like, oh, you don't get Lionel Messi. You don't get Mo Salah playing for Liverpool and then next week he's going to go play for Real Madrid. Like, well, that's not what it's like at all, is it? Because, like, we know players can jump tour to tour and we know players have dual uh, membership on tours. Like, that's fine. But this is a complete outlier, isn't it, with the live stuff? And it's like, I just don't like, and I, and I, you know, I've, I've said how I, I don't mind, I enjoy watching live and I, blah, blah, blah. Like, but then, but then this part of it, the desire to come back at the tours you've left. I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, and the, I think their brain should be picked more in terms of well, just why, why, why are you like, why are you like, like this, like at Wentworth, that should be, why are you playing? Why are you playing? And, and like, I think Hannah, you probably just said, I think a lot of them, it's like a pride thing and they generally probably do feel like they've been wrong, don't they? And they're, and they're in so deep now, aren't they? A lot of them, someone like Poulter, who's, you know, generally believes he should be allowed to play in every single tour in the world. Um, that is so funny. Did you see when what was it when the women's open was on? Someone tweeted like breaking news: the Poulter's filed an injunction to play in the women's open. <laughs> well, George, you, you're you're asking all these questions um, about the players, and you're going to be there at Wentworth this week, so maybe you pull mm. a couple of them on the on the putting green and ask them why they're there. Why? Why Have you guys? Seen a small man walking around Wentworth going why 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 why. <laughs> It's George. <laughs> well, I won't be able to. I won't be able to wear my live merch, so that's going to be a shame. Um, <laughs> Put your yeah. aces hat. Keep your aces hat at home. Yeah. All right, guys, we've nailed into that. I think next week's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Wentworth this week, purely for that reason, as someone who just loves a bit of drama. So I won't be on the podcast on Monday because I'm away, like I said, but I will be in Cornwall somewhere on a golf course listening and probably hung over and i'm looking forward to hearing uh george's rap from wentworth and uh, and all the answers he gets from the players as to why they've bothered to show up when they're when they're all signed to live so looking forward to that george can't wait <laughs> all right cheers guys bye